Hey guys, welcome to the Work Harder Podcast. I'm Stacey Nasser. And I'm Maria Conlon. And we are back for another week to chat with you guys, but this week's going to be a little bit different. So yeah, so this is the pod where we talk about uh, what really drives us, finding things that get us closer to our true north. Uh, we talk to people and talk about stories that we find fascinating where people have have done that. And uh, I think I have a good one to start with this week. Oh, go for it. don't mind. Uh, Deion Sanders. Yeah, that was crazy. So, you know, obviously this is his first year at Colorado. Um, they had a big game this past weekend. And before I even get to that, I want to get into last season because I read this interesting article uh, over the weekend he had to go to the hospital for some type of infection or something like that. And, you know, basically was going to be out of commission and was going to miss a game. And he was like, well, what are my options? And they were like, well, we can amputate your toes. And he amputated his toes and went to the game in one of those scooter wheelies so that he didn't miss the game. If that is not someone that is completely bought in to what they're doing. I don't know what is like my first thought was who wouldn't want to play for a guy who would rather amputate his toes than miss a game. That's insanity to me. And I, I it's almost a little bit terrifying if I'm being honest. <laughs> Listen, you know, I'm crazy and I don't like to miss I like, anything. I mean, I missed one game since I've been coaching for the birth of my second child, but outside of that, like, I don't, I would do a lot of crazy things and miss a lot of things to make a game. Amputating body parts. I'm not sure I have it in me. Now, if it was like my first ever like national championship game or like at that some high caliber, or if it's like the Super Bowl, but we're talking about like a regular season game. Um, and coaching, not playing. And coaching, but even coaching. Like if I was coaching in the national championship for the first time mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, sorry, you're going to be out of commission for a week. Like you're not going to be able to go to the game or we can amputate your toe. I would probably ask which toe. <laughs> if it was like <laughs> can my, I walk still? my, yeah, my pinky one and like the one next to it, I think I'd be all right with. But I can't give up my big toe. <laughs> I think we do a lot with our big toes. And I think that's how you say if I'm not mistaken, that's how you say like steady. Pro- oh, look how you said stay steady. I know, I know. Since we are launching this from Steady Habits in Shelton, per usual, if you haven't come and checked us out and you're local, or even if you're not local, take a ride down. Uh, we have some really fun stuff and we have some really exciting things coming up that um, was one of the topics I actually want to talk about later. But yeah, I think the big toe is crucial to your balance and just like your overall walking situation. If I had to guess. Also curious though, like what, so he couldn't just ride in on a scooter. Like amputation was the only way he'd make it for the game. He couldn't. Correct. Because something with the infection, it was like, if we don't treat it now and like you're, you have to stay here to be treated. You could die. You could die. (laughs) It was like either that or like amputate your toes. And he was like, just take them off. I'm not missing the game. I I don't, there's, there's a picture of him online where he's literally has his knee up on the little scooter thing with the cast around, like a wrap around his foot. And underneath it says like Deion Sanders opts to amputate toes over missing the game. And I was just like, I think if I, wow. was, if I could play, I mean, it, it's like stupid to say that because there's no way you can play after amputating a body part. But I'm saying like, I would play on like a broken limb. 
right? Oh yeah. Like I would like, yeah. I would definitely do that. I don't know that I would amputate maybe my back cause I hate it and it always hurts anyways, but I'm not sure that back amputations are a thing right now. No, maybe they'll just like break it, like, put you in a brace. It could be like from Romy and Michelle with like that thing that turns and makes noise. Why? So you can stick magnets on my back. That's yeah. exactly what I need. I find some really good magnet, magnets though, I promise. Um, so yeah, that's what I wanted to start with. I just thought that that story was amazing. And he's been obviously in the media a lot. They had a big win this past weekend and you can just tell like his energy. I really think he's so good for the college game and just college sports in general. General, He brings a totally different perspective and like, who's not going to listen to Deion Sanders? I mean, the guy is legendary, right? You can't have anybody that's like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. But so he kind of purged like a lot of his roster, right? He did. And it's kind of showing that, at least in this first game, maybe not an awful decision on his part. Like, I think sometimes we get it. College for me is a very, like, interesting business, if you will, because it's definitely a business. And like, on the one hand, they're still kids. And like, you are conscious of the fact that like, you're developing them and their well-being and you're shaping them for the future. And on the other hand, you have guys now in the college game who get fired midway. So you do have to succeed. So it's like, is it okay that he gets rid of all these players? Well, he was doing what was best for his program, right? Yeah. I mean, I agree. And I think sometimes like we talk about this a lot, like it's addition by subtraction. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was, they were not talented enough or maybe they just weren't buying in or they didn't fit the culture that he wanted. Or his style. Yeah. I mean, I don't know necessarily what his, his reasoning was, but obviously, you know, the decision was made. And I think like your point is interesting because you know, we have a lot of like sidebar comments about NIL. And for those of you that are listening that don't know what NIL is, the layman version of that is that, you know, kids in college now are allowed to get endorsements and be paid to, you know, for their, you know, name and likeness. So anytime you're using them in the media or anything, which of course wasn't around when I played in college, um, you know, something better about that, like at all. No, I mean, you know, I don't know how much money I would have made on NIL and I'm not really too concerned about it, but like, it's interesting because I think that whole dynamic too, is that not only are we paying you to go to college and paying for everything that you have, but you also have this opportunity to make a lot of money. I mean, if you look at like Paige Becker's just signed with Nike the other day, yesterday, I think they've been trying to get her for a year and she's probably going to make more money in college than she will in the WNBA. Right. Like if you factor in all things, because I'm not sure that some of the same endorsements that she has now will, will carry over to the WNBA and vice versa. You know, I think a lot of the stuff that she has in Connecticut is very specific to Connecticut and, and whatnot. But like, imagine leaving college and you're a multimillionaire, like, <laughs> which is, and especially in football, because there's so much money in football. I think football is, you know, the money that the schools get from these kids winning and playing and ticket sales is so dramatic and so much larger than any other sport. I think specifically with football, like you have to realize that this, this really is a job now. Like I I'm trying to think about what these kids in high school, what their approach is like, are you going to a college that you think you're going to get a lot of NIL deals for? Or are you going to a college that's the right fit and you want to win? Does that exist anymore? Do you want both? Well, and not only that, like, even if you want both or you want what I try to express to, you know, and I still do talk to the athletes at the school, even though I'm not in athletics. 
and they'll try and get my opinion. And, you know, even some parents are pushing, well, the, no, they, they, they should play in college, even if they say they don't want to. And I'm like, no, if they say they don't want to, then they shouldn't. Right. Because it is a job, even whether or not you're making NIL money mm-hmm. or you're not, you're committing the same amount to your program. So, and that's at all levels. I mean, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I was just watching on Instagram today. One of our players from last year, Lainita is up at Franklin Pierce and I've been communicating with her a little bit over the course of the last two weeks since she got up there. But like two days ago, they ran the two mile out in like that ridiculous heat. Today, they're running shuttle runs. She's trying to juggle being on campus for the first time away from her family, academics. And now you throw basketball into the mix. It's a huge commitment for athletes, no matter what level that you're on. Division yes. one, division two, division three is probably not as much, but it's still you know, I always look at the flip side, like, I don't know what I would have done with myself if I didn't have athletics in college, because it's a lot of like downtime. But I I probably would have gotten into trouble. You're talking to someone who, um, you know, handed out water in college to fill the time. You were so you were still at practice every day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So what would you have done if like, you didn't have that? I I talked to Mike Papali about that on our last pod. And I think he mentioned the same thing. But you know, I think NIL has really changed the game with that. And and I think you also have to look at the program and the coach. Like if I look at Deion Sanders as a coach and I'm being recruited, like, you know, that guy is going to attract NIL deals for his program, yeah. for his players, for himself, like, well, not NIL for himself, but kind of at a totally different level. But I'm really excited to see what he does with Colorado this year. Um, I'm definitely going to tune in this weekend for their game, just because, again, I just love his sound bites are great. The way he talks to his kids, the swagger that he has, it's just his passion. Comes it, it's through, just, right? it's, it's next level. It's yeah. just totally, totally next level. You know, this guy loves what he's doing. You know it. it was, absolutely. And he was, I'm surprised it took him as long as it did to get into coaching after his football career. Um, you know, we've talked about that a little bit. Like sometimes when you step away from something that's such a huge part of you, there could be a little bit of like bitterness or like depression over it being gone. You know, I wonder if that was a little bit him, but I mean, he was definitely born to coach. I'd be interested to see how far he takes that coaching career over the next 15, 20 years. Was he an assistant anywhere before? I'm just curious. I don't think so. I have to look. Dawn Staley wasn't either. She just jumped right into Temple and took off. I mean, some people you could tell you're meant for it. Yeah. I mean, and and like we've talked about that, like sidebar too, like what is that? Like, if you know the game and you know how to teach and coach, like you could teach and coach anything, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's inside of you. And I think that some people don't necessarily have to build up a resume in order to cross over to the next level. And and some do. And and I think that's beneficial for some people and some people maybe think they want to get there and they don't, um, or vice versa, but yeah. Um, Definitely a guy with passion, purpose, and impact. It's, uh, sure. it's I know, interesting. Stuff. I know, like me personally, I always thought, even like when I was younger, if I ever wanted to get into coaching, I always said, like, I'm not head coach material. I'm definitely assistant coach material or like associate head coach material. I can do all the things. I'm not the forefront. I'm not the front person. Yeah. Well, I, you know, like Gino and CD are a perfect example of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I could never see him being anything but a head coach. And I know he was an assistant coach as he was coming up within the ranks. But when I look at CD, I'm like, she's the quintessential associate head coach. Mm -hmm. Like she does all the stuff that is needed that doesn't get a lot of notoriety, but 
without the program, I think a lot of that stuff, they wouldn't be as good as they were and are without her. I agree. So totally. It's her birthday today. So shout out to CD. (laughs) Hey, happy birthday, CD. Yeah. Oh, same as my nephew. How about that? And today is the seventh, by the way, we're recording this on the seventh. So if anyone's listening and you want to message CD, don't, because by the time this airs, it will no longer be her birthday. And FYI, already know what would have happened with Deion Sanders game this weekend. So, you know, you can't predict the future. Unfortunately, I'm going to say he's going to win. I'd like to say that. And drop like, I don't, I just know I'm going to (laughs) watch. Yeah. I (laughs) just know. I just know I'm going to watch. That's fair. So I'm just, I don't I barely knew what day it was today. Like the long weekend. Anytime there's a long weekend, I completely lose all time reference for the rest of the week. Um, I know it should be a good thing because it's a long weekend, but then I'm like, holy cow, it's Thursday already. And I feel like (laughs) I didn't get half half of the stuff that I needed to get done all week. But I get that. Totally get that. So, all right. So I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. So you have your hands in like different things and you've done different things in the past and whatnot, like different jobs or whatever. What's one thing that you would have wanted to do that's kind of out of left field? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say like, okay, so restaurant, financial business, you coach basketball, you play basketball, like you owned a gym yep. um, and you coach that. But like, did you want to be like an astronaut? You know, like something like that. So it's funny you ask that because, you know, Layla started school on Tuesday and, you know, it's the trend. You fill out these boards and it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And like, what are your favorite things? And because she goes back to school around the same time every year in my phone, all of those different time ones pop up. And and it's funny how they kind of change throughout the year. But last year and this year, she put that she wanted to be a teacher and her and I have had like lengthy conversations and she's funny because she's like, well, do teachers make enough money, mommy? And I'm like, uh-huh. all right, well, that's not why you should want to be well, a teacher. And like, I will say some teachers do make pretty good money. That's what I said relatively to her. I, you know, I said they make a lot more than they did 20 years ago, uh-huh. you know? Um, but when I was younger, I always wanted to be a vet. Okay. Which is kind of interesting for me because for a few reasons. We One, love animals. I, I love some animals. Some animals. So that's the thing. Like if I could just be a vet to dogs and no other animals. Small I, horses? Not small horses, not cats. Really? Like I just wouldn't. I, I, I don't know like why. Allergic to cats, I'm allergic right? to cats. Yeah. So if, if I could just do like a dog veterinary place, I think I would have been okay. But the second part to that is, is like for some reason, I think I've told you this before. I get so worked up if I see a dead animal. So, you know, you were <laughs> you with a terrible yeah, story. You were with me. We were driving. Um, what was this? Like three months ago now? It was like back yeah, in, June. Like in June. We were driving down to a showcase with our team and you and I were driving together on the Merit and literally like two cars in front of us. A So we're driving southbound and a deer comes out of the woods, does not get hit southbound. Now I'm going to tell you, I was the passenger and I saw this coming and I completely, I went, Oh no, no, no. And I turned my head. So I saw none of this. Obviously I didn't turn my head because I was driving and we would have ended up just like the deer, but so it goes across the border, jumps over the guardrails and gets smashed northbound right in front of us. And I heard that too. I heard it. I saw it. It was, it. it was 
awful. It was just awful. But I get so worked up and like emotional when I see a dead animal. Even if I see like a raccoon on the side of the road, I'm like, oh my gosh, that poor raccoon. Yeah. And then I'm always like, well, why the heck would it cross the street here? Like, that's just not smart. But anyways, (laughs) it's a raccoon. And then I'm like, maybe he had like, he just, he was done. Like he was just like, sure. That's it. I'm walking out in the middle of the whatever. Um, more than like, if I were like, if it like, this sounds bad, but like if an old person dies, I'm like, oh man, like they had a good run. Like they got a good 85, 90 years. You know, obviously it's, it's always sad when a, when a child dies or or whatever, things of that nature. So I don't want people listening to think that I'm like non-emotional about humans dying, but for some reason I have a really big soft spot in my heart for animals. Even if there's like a cat, even though I don't like cats and I'm allergic to them. Also, my cat is the man. So I know. We've, I, you've told me many yeah. stories about your cat. It does seem unique. Not but you act like I'm crazy. I mean, you're kind of a cat. You know, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I could never put a dog down. Sure. So like there's that whole part of like being a vet where you have to put a dog down and like end its life. And like I could never do that. I'd have to bring in like a sub every single time. So maybe I would just have like, you know, my undertaker at the the veterinary place. So if I could just be a vet for dogs, healthy dogs and pet them and play with them and like weigh them and make sure that like, like if they hurt their paw, like, yeah, like I could put them in a cast or something like that, but I could never do any of that hard stuff. So it's funny how, how things change. So that was when I was younger. And then as I got older, I I really wanted to, to be a lawyer. Um, you know, that was my big thing through college and, you know, and, and taking law classes in college. And I, and I really enjoyed all of them. And then I realized like, oh crap, like I'll have to go to school for a lot more years after college if I do that. And I went overseas to play. And by the time I got back, that didn't happen. Um, which in retrospect, knowing now really the ins and outs of what, a, like I was big into like Matlock. I used to watch that with my grandmother when I was younger. Sure. And I love law and like, crime shows, movies, like love it. Like I'm so, so entrenched in all of that stuff. I'm watching Bull right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is a very different take on law, but, um, I don't know. I didn't realize all the paperwork and like a lot of paperwork, all the contracts and like the reading and like, and like, I like to read, but I want to read stuff I want to read. So, so yeah. So I think that's that's what I wanted. That's my out of left field. You know, can you take a guess as to what my out of left field? Oh my gosh. Broadway is close. It's, okay. Actually, yeah, probably part of that if I knew how to sing or act. Or I always wish a, I could sing. Me too. Yeah. Not not even act. Act is, is kind of like whatever to I me. I think I could act. I think no one's no one's a better actor than me saying good morning to yeah. my coworkers in the morning. Um <laughs> or hi or yeah. Being, yeah, I got or you. being friendly. Yeah. Which I'm not. But um <laughs> so yeah, I think if I could be on Broadway, yes, the alternative to that would have been to be on SNL. Okay. All right. Yeah. I could totally see that. So I was kind of on base yeah. with that. You're on t- yeah. You're yeah. So attention. neither one of us are doing literally anything that <laughs> it's remotely we close. dreamt of as a child. Now that doesn't mean that your child who wants to be a doctor will not be a doctor. Layla wanted to be a doctor for a couple of years. And then it's funny. She said to me the other day, um, man, I could never be a surgeon because, and this is how I know my daughter's getting older. I can never be a surgeon because like, what happens if you kill somebody? And I thought she was going to say like, I'd feel really bad, which knowing my daughter, she would. Sure. But her response was, I'm sure you have to pay those families a lot of money <laughs> and you're probably getting sued all the time. If you're, if like oh, something you happens. Have really good insurance. Yeah. And I said, well, that was after really good insurance. 
So don't worry about that. But you could totally tell she lives in a house with a financial planner and <laughs> someone who sells insurance and, and whatnot, because that's where her mind went. But that's pretty funny. Anyways. Yeah. So I want to ask you. So it's it's basically almost fall, right? We're we're past Labor Day. I'm still not ready to like get into the pumpkin spice mood. But what is your favorite part of fall? Ooh. Um I definitely now I love summer, right? Mm-hmm. I love tanning. I yep. love being outside. I love it when it's hot. Yeah. I couldn't care less if I was at a pool or a beach like in the last few days when it's been like 97 degrees. Right. It's totally it's too hot. However, I do like kind of, you know, the fall like fashion and like hoodies and like the feeling of it. But my favorite thing, I love Halloween. And no joke, come October 1st. Um and I even like hold off on the pumpkin stuff until really like end of September. But I watch, there are like certain movies that I have to watch for Halloween. Oh, and same. I, I watch them Christmas all. too, I'm like that. Yeah, but Christmas I feel like starts so much earlier. It starts the, the day after Halloween. The, exactly. Like, yeah. So you have so much time <laughs> where like for me, like I will not, you know, I set rules for myself because why would I live my life freely? Um <laughs> October 1st is when I can start watching those movies and those shows and those things. All right. So I know what like my go-to one is. Layla actually asked to watch it already. Is Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Oh, I mean, of course. I mean, of course. But we recently, last year, we went and watched back like all the Halloween movies. Mm. It is hysterical to me. Like when you go back and you watch any movie that's not from like the last I'm going to stretch and say 10 years. Cause I think like we could even probably go, it probably should even be closer to sure, now. Yeah. The acting, the scenes, the content is so bad. That's how I feel about scream. And I love I scream feel that way about hocus pocus. No, because hocus pocus is like, um, it's like folksy anyways. Yeah. And like, it was just so well made. And like the second one, that's why I was like, you know, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was fine. And I'll never like bash a movie. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah. I gave it a shot, but like, it's hard to replicate the first one, yep. but I love the something should just be left alone. Agreed. Same with coming to America. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I love, um, the scream series, but same thing. Like I remember it terrified me. I was 10 years old when the first one came out. Oh, same. And I the phone ring at night. I was like, I'm not terrified. That was back when we had landlines. <laughs> I think the only one that really still freaked too, that really still freaked me out. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Because it's totally plausible. Mm-hmm. And I'm a well, crime. Well, it's based off of a true story. I know. And I'm a true crime junkie. Mm-hmm. So I listen to a lot of stuff that, you know, happens anyway. So I freak myself out, but I also feel like I'm vigilant because of that. You know, like Unagi, but, (laughs) but at the same time, so there's that one that freaked me out. And then, um, the strangers with Liv Tyler, Oh, because they open the door and why are you doing this or whatever? They're in the house. And she says, why are you doing this? And they're like, because you were home. Yeah. And again, when there's no motive, when there's no, like, it terrifies me. Yeah, I I would agree with the Silence of the Lambs one. That's a freaky. That whole series is kind of freaky. Mm-hmm. You know, Hannibal and like what is it, Red, Red Dragon, Dragon or something like I that. I like Red Dragon too. Yeah, I mean, those are all really good. You know what movie creeps me out? Kiss the Girls. Have you ever yeah, seen that? Yeah, uh huh. That's a creepy one too. Because again, totally plausible. It's you know, I'm one of my all time favorite shows is Criminal Minds. Yeah. Um. That see that freaked me out too much. That was also it. 
if I could pick one career to have now, mm-hmm. it would be to be a um like forensic? Uh, no, a profiler, no. a profiler for the FBI. I would love being a profiler. I feel like I think you could do that. I, I undercover can profile now. Like I can have a conversation with somebody for 10 minutes and I can probably profile. I don't know if it's just my experience. And sometimes it's like innate. Like I sense things in my gut about people. Not all bad. Like you think criminal minds, everybody's an unsub, but like, yeah, you know, that would be the job that I would love. If I could go back in time and like really work towards something, it would be to be a profiler for the FBI. Sure. But to that point, that whole show, like every episode, it it's crazy because this it's based off of stuff that's happened. Yeah. And the way that they track down the criminals by examining their behavior and their backgrounds and the way that they think. And that's how they chase people down. I just find that fascinating. But Kiss the Girls is very, yeah. that movie really, really freaks me out. There was another one too. I think it's called The Babysitter or like, like something like that. Same thing, like girls babysitting, she's home, some guy's messing with her, turning, it was a remake, I think. Mm. Turning off the alarm, turning out. never figured out who the guy was, like never, none of that. And it's all that stuff where again, it's not like, oh, it was my my boyfriend because my mom slept with his dad like why are you trying to kill sydney because her mom slept with your dad it's not sydney uh, right. sydney's fault yeah i also did really love scary movie and those whole spook oh yeah those spoofs are great. like yeah i mean those are good too even have another teenage movie was, was was a good spoof too yeah but <laughs> because it just plays on how ridiculous like you're you're being chased by a murderer go run upstairs three yeah. flights and be as high as you can with just the door like that is just not smart. Right. Like run out the front door, run right. down the street, like run anywhere, but to the top of your house and close a bedroom door. Right. And then what, jump out the window? Like, yeah, you exactly. Know, you, know. you know, it's, it's just insane. Okay. But so it's my favorite part of fall. All right. What is like your go-to, like what's one food or beverage that you look forward to in fall? Um, definitely pumpkin beer. Okay. I really like pumpkin beer with like a cinnamon sugar rim. Yeah, the rim is a must. Um, and I like pumpkin spice lattes. I'm basic. I'm completely basic. Yep. I love all that stuff. Flannels. Flannels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a big flannel I like person. I mean, but I like watching football. I like, yep. you know, Same. when our group of friends used to get together and like watch football and stuff and go out. We don't mm-hmm. do it as much anymore because we're very busy. But, right. you know, um. Like, I, I really, I enjoy that stuff. I like going to, like, haunted houses and haunted hayrides and, like, or even just, you know, people go, like, apple picking or, you know, we live in New England. Yeah, we do so that. like, yeah, we should have disclosed that. If we have anyone who's not living in New England, they're probably like, what the heck is fall? But um, yeah. we do the pumpkin picking thing every year. Um, we typically do apple picking as well. And I, you know, I enjoy that. And you get, like, the cute pictures and then, like, the pumpkin sits on your front step until it completely decays. I actually have a little mini pumpkin patch growing to the right of my front steps oh, this that's year. Cool. Um, yeah, sure. Until the vine's going to be like all the way out to the road soon. But uh, because the pumpkins are on the front step and then, you know, the deer come to eat it or the wind blows and pumpkin seeds go into the soil. And so I'm interested to see how many pumpkins we get. That, that happened to us a couple of years ago. We actually had like, we didn't have to go pumpkin picking that year because we <laughs> yeah. had four or five like really good sized pumpkins and I was like Layla just go out to the backyard and over to the side and 
pick your pumpkins there. And it's not the same. And I'm like, well, you're right. It's not. It doesn't cost me like a hundred dollars for pumpkins. We used to carve them and bake the pumpkin seeds. We haven't done that the last two years. I'm not really sure why I'm gonna have to bring that back into effect this year (laughs) because that, that definitely is fun. Um, so yeah, I'm not a big, like pumpkin latte pumpkin. I do like pumpkin beer Mm -hmm. with the cinnamon rim always. Um, that's it. Like, I'm not a big apple cider person. No, I don't love apple cider. I you do know, like soup, though. Danielle likes apple cider donuts. Like, we, if we drive that by the farm, she wants to stop. But I'm not a big sweets person, so yeah. I'd rather have salty over over sweet. But um, I'll take like like um, butternut squash, like soup or like something like that. Yeah, like, that I really. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Like that that, that I stuff. that I would toy around with. I, I like pumpkin pie. Yeah, that's like, that's probably like the extent. What's for me. funny is like pumpkin pie for me is, and it's still fall, but that's like Thanksgiving. Yeah, and fall for me is like Halloween. Yeah, um, but also what I like about Halloween, like I go to my sister's house and her um neighborhood like does it up, and she has over a bunch of her friends with their kids and her kids, and like I don't have kids, so you know we go there. Usually I have some like easy costume on though. Last year we, my sister and I kind of crushed it. We were the sisters from, um, Encanto. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You guys did crush that. Well, we looked just like them. I mean, we did Hocus Pocus one year. We crushed crushed that. that. You you did. You guys crushed that. Oh my gosh. Those, that was probably our best one yet. We do a theme now every year. So this year it's a big argument in our house because we have Link and (laughs) we're trying to figure out like what we want to make him. I want him to be Thor. And like have us all dress up as Avengers, mm-hmm. but you know we've toyed around. I'm not gonna. It's a secret. We always pop out with a theme at the end. Um, we we have a couple really good ones that we we have to sell Layla on it because you know sure she she's the main event until <laughs> you know until she's not anymore. But you know one thing about Halloween that really hurts my heart a little bit is that trick or treating is not the same. No, this whole trunk or treat thing. And like, I get it safety. And then, you know, then you add COVID into the mix and all this stuff, but I'm a like big trick or treater. And there's only certain areas around here now that have neighborhoods where people even turn their lights on. That's why I like to go to my sisters because usually they go out with all the kids. I stay in the house and hand out the candy. Yeah. And I do get a lot of people and they do like come yeah. in with all their costumes. It's and this nice and if you live in an area like that. But I agree with you. You go to so yeah. many different places and like nobody goes out anymore. Yeah. We used to go to um, my mom's friend's house um, when Layla was younger and they have a great area in Shelton that um, we the kids would go on the back of like a, a trailer and it had all lights on it and it was a big thing. And I always loved walking behind it in like a lot of the different places they'd have candy, but then they'd also have like spiked apple cider for the adults. Sure. Um, so that was always fun to walk around. So you do like do spiked that. apple cider. I, yeah. I mean, if that's what they're handing out, well, I have to drudge around in the freezing cold for trick or treating. Like I'll take it. Sure. I'm not going to, I probably don't love it, but I'll drink it. Yeah. So can you take a guess at what my most frequented costume has been actually you guys had something a couple of years ago, like a brunch, and I wore it there. Ooh. Is it a league of their own? Nope. I only did that one year. And actually, I no longer have that costume because Danielle has it still. Oh, that's right. I know I know ago. exactly where it is, too. Um she yeah, she's not my dad's she, She's not good at um giving stuff back. I'm decent at that. Like I'm done with it, I'll give it back to you. But um no, I'm I'm trying to rack my brain now. What was it? Nick City Dancer. 
Oh yes, yes. I've been that several times. Yes, yes. Starting when I was like nine years old. I feel like there's a worm video of you in that costume somewhere. Am I wrong about that? You're probably right. I did the Amy Schumer dance from. Maybe that's what it was. I was gonna say there was some some dance video to do the worm, but I definitely did the Amy Schumer dance from Trainwreck. Yeah, she was a Nick City dancer. So yeah, so I'm happy falls here. I'm happy football's back this weekend. I did not do any fantasy leagues this year. I refused. So I'm not in a fantasy league, but um, a friend of ours, her cousin, who comes in here a lot, so I'm getting to know them a little bit more. Um, I'm in the the SWAT league. The oh yeah, I'm in that league. I've been doing that. Yeah, you just pick like a team, a team every week. Yeah, and you gotta survive. SWAT Um, is what uh, Survivor with a twist. Yeah, it's it's actually really good. And Adam, um, who runs it. Denahanian, um, shout out Adam Denahanian. He sends like an email with all these blurbs every week, and I read every single one. They're absolutely hysterical. So you, it's worth the twenty bucks just for that for it's the buy-in. Yeah, first year. So yep. Um, yeah, I've been doing SWAT for a while, but not fantasy where you have to like worry about lineups every week. And, and my my least favorite part about fantasy is that inevitably, any league I've ever been in there's three or four people that constantly forget to reset their lineups and it's, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. It's just not fun. That it, no, it's just not. And like, I, I tend to be that person every once in a while. And I don't know the players that well. So I have um, a friend at work who yeah. actually like I sit with him and I'm like, all right, who do I do? And he'll just, he'll kind of run my own stuff. So anything I ever enter into with football, he knows everything. I'm like, is this I, man? no, this oh. is Larry. Who okay. you've met. Oh yeah. Shout out Larry. Yeah. So, uh, Larry, I always say like, if you help me with this, we'll go 50, 50 if I win. Cool. And he's always like, yeah. Done deal. I do a pick em league with my friend, Jess, um, you know, Jess Newweiler and, uh, each week, all you have to do, like you get all the teams that play against each other and you just have to basically pick the team you think that that's going to win. And there's a winner. I think it went like 180 bucks every week or something like that. And then at the end, there's a, you know, first place, second place for how many picks you got. Right. And that one to me is easy. Cause I can do that. Like the week before I don't even really have to watch the games. I just kind of update myself on Sunday night or Monday night. And it just gives me a way to kind of be engaged in the games and have a little bit of stake and pay attention a little, but I just love watching football. Same. You know, I'd actually rather watch it at home or like at a bar or like whatever with people. Yeah. Not necessarily by myself, but I will. Yeah. Same. Um, then being at a game. I love tailgating at a game. Yeah. Um, but my friend Lauren and I, a few years ago, we went to, it was a preseason game, but it was the Giants and Patriots. I mean, I say a few years ago, it was easily like 15 years ago. Um, and we tailgated, we had a blast. It was just the two of us, but we made friends with people. And then we went inside to the game, sat there for about three minutes and went, okay, well, I think it's time for us to go now. Cause like, it just doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't keep my attention as much. I agree. My dad and I were just talking the other day about maybe going to a UConn football game. Um, which again, here's also another caveat to that. I have zero interest in being outside when it's absolutely freezing out watching a sporting event. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's this spoiled child in me that's played basketball, which is indoors my whole life. But, um, I had said to him, yeah, like we can go up, we'll take the kids, tailgate, throw the ball around and I'll stay for like the first half. Mm -hmm. And then like, I'm out of there. My attention span is like gone. So same thing, like for whatever reason in person, it's just not, I don't know. I like to move around. I don't like to have to hold my attention that long. I don't like being cold. Sure. I definitely don't like being cold. You know, so, so there's that. 
So changing topics a little bit, um, going back to sports a little bit more, because I feel like in this episode right now, we're kind of just, we don't get to do a whole lot of talking all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's good for people to hear us and our perspective and like even just maybe get to know us a little bit. Sure. To get back to sports. um, Did you see that Nebraska volleyball held a game? This was a few weeks ago already at this point, but they had 92,000 people they sold out there was a football arena just honestly like I saw that in my sophomore year in college we played at the Alamo Dome for the national championship game and I think we had north of 50,000 which to that point was the biggest crowd ever for a female sporting event 92,000 is bananas yeah I mean, good for them. Like, shout out Nebraska fans for coming out and holding it down I and mean, setting a record. Like, Nebraska fans do show out. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, no, I mean, to set a record like that. And that's also, that goes back. I mean, look, I did a, you know, a podcast with a friend of mine a couple of years ago, and we talked about women in sports. And one of the things that we always talked about is, like, it's a cop out to say that, like, well, there's no demand for watching women's sports. That's why it's not covered. Mm-hmm. Oh, but there's a demand for watching fly fishing? Like, I'm not, I'm not buying that. You yeah, know? no. So when you have exposure and you have opportunity and it's the right crowd and the right, you know, team and, and atmosphere. Yeah. There is a demand for it. hundred percent. Could you come women's volleyball hold, um, a $92,000, uh, $92,000, 92,000 person <laughs> crowd. No. no, but Nebraska can. Do you think you come women's basketball? Can? I think so. I, I'd like to think so. I think that, you know, the only like, caveat says like there's nothing in nebraska <laughs> like there's at least literally new york yeah boston. like there's nothing else to do besides like okay. support nebraska that's it like i i would like to think that uconn could i i wouldn't be shocked if uconn wants to try to find a venue where they could try to do that and break the record and people would show out and they would do it because uconn I fans are crazy i would, I would too i would too but yeah very 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 cool I was, yeah, I, I thought, I think it's just a great thing to happen and hopefully it just kind of continues that way. Yeah. So let's switch gears to steady habits for a second. Um, it's one of the businesses that you and I have together, um, you know, striving and doing great. We've been doing a lot of private events. Um, you know, let's talk about some of the things that we're launching over the next couple of months that, um, I think people who are around here who are listening will be excited about, um, you know, one is we're going to be starting a bingo night here. Um, you know, so I think that that's going to be really cool. And I think it's it's a little bit different than anything that we've ever done before. We're doing some plant arrangement building. Um, we have Thursday martini nights. I know we have happy hour this week and last week we're doing for teachers, uh, teachers and for happy hours. hours. And, you know, I look, I look out for my people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, uh, soon we'll be announcing. Um, hopefully a pretty good partnership with um, another restaurant that we're going to be bringing in to offer a little bit more on our menu, which I know we're really excited about. And I hope, you know, all of our customers will be really excited about. So if you have not come down to Steady Habits Tasting Lounge on Howe Ave and Shelton, please come check us out. Um, Our staff is great. Our food is good. We have an ample amount of beer, wine, beverages, flights of everything, um, the ambiance, especially in the fall down here is really pretty, you know, getting back to fall, the foliage, we look over the river, 
So it's a really cool spot to come and, uh, and check out. Definitely. Um, you know, I know with football ramping up and sometimes we've even considered doing like a, uh, football widows like brunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We should do that for all the women whose husband yeah. leave for the day to go watch yeah. football all day Sunday. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're just kind of looking to grow and, and expand what we have to offer. And it's exciting. It it's is exciting. stuff. it definitely is. So, um, anyway, so it was great just getting to chat and, uh, and to catch up a little bit. I know, um, we have some great guests lined up for the next couple podcasts. So yeah. we're excited for that. Uh, for those of you that haven't checked out our other podcasts, we've had some really great guests. I definitely encourage you to go back and check those out. You know, again, this podcast is really about, you know, passion, purpose, impact, and, and following your heart. So we're excited to bring more to you guys. We hope everybody's enjoying the podcast so far. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Yep. Talk to you soon.